Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. I'm Chieko Dunham. I'm Andrew Dorowski. Uh, welcome back, Andrew. Thanks for joining us for these five minutes. It has been a pleasure. We are on minute 10 of Nausicaa of the family of the... <laughs> she's got a family. <laughs> Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Right. This uh, Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we discuss Ghibli movies one minute at a time. Or... Minute by minute. Minute by minute is another way to say that. Yeah. So minute 10 of Nausicaa of the, of the Valley of the Wind opens with a girl saying, they're coming, or they're coming this way. And it ends with her saying, what a magnificent ohm, as she flies over it. Yeah. So she, she makes it to the to Mev, the glider. Mev. So we talked about the glider has a name, and it is a proper name, as far as I can tell. Every time it's used, it's not used with an article. So they don't, nobody says the Mev. Right. They say Mev. Mm-hmm. Put the Mev in the, in the brig, or I got to get back to the, to Mev, yeah. not the Mev. It's the only, it seems to be the only ship or piece of equipment that has a proper name. Mm. Hmm. But anyway, so she makes it back out of the forest. So we speculated it's about half a mile or less. Uh, she makes it back to the desert and she tosses the rifle into its slot pretty quickly. It's almost yeah. like a trick, uh, like a trick uh, shot or something. Yeah. She's pretty efficient. Yeah. Yeah. She is. And then she starts up the uh, the glider. So I love this pedal yes. that she uses to start the glider, the glider's engine. And we call it a glider, even though it's powered. I don't know if that yeah. breaks some aviation I think rule. it since it's just powered for bursts and to get started, but like it operates as a glider primarily. Yeah. But yeah. like it's not, it's not constantly powered by an engine or propeller. I think maybe it still counts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It passes. Okay. Yeah. I would I would have to ask some other movies by minutes guys. The guys over at the Rocketeer Minute, they know aviation. Oh, <laughs> they, do they? Okay. they? They'd be able to tell you. <laughs> one, one of them works for the Experimental Aircraft Association, so I think oh, he would know. Oh, there we go. Oh, we yeah. need to get him on. Yeah, we need him. <laughs> so do you think this, I'm trying to figure out how this pedal works. Hmm. Do you think that it, so she engages this pedal and that lifts, it lifts straight vertically. Yeah. Yeah, it gives it a little pop-up. Yeah. Yeah. And then she has her, when the rear motor kicks in, she actually has her legs stretched out and back. Of her. Yeah. So do you think the, the controls for like the rear motor are on the handlebars? Or do you think this pedal like started a sequence? Or do you think it it just like kind of started the engine? Like you would turn the key on a car? Hmm. I would have to look at how the engine works in other situations. Yeah. Cause she does, she she does provide bursts to the rear from the rear engine yeah. at other moments when she's in flight and she doesn't have her, her foot on yeah. and her foot is still. So I think there's some controls to the rear engine on the handlebars. But it, it, it could be a little bit of both. There could be like rear engine controls on the handlebars, but also if she hits this pedal, it, it knows like this, it does the sequence of popping up and then firing the engine like once to get it going. Yeah. And her yeah. hands are in kind of an awkward position as she's holding these bars. Yeah, I don't know how she controls the engine. Yeah, like when she's in flight, because that's how she's that's how she holds the bars. Yeah, when she's in flight. So I don't know. Hmm. Unless there's that's part of her mask. There's some control, <laughs> some jaw activated lever in her mask. Mm. 
somehow it's it's in like the strap that she's laying on. Oh yeah. <laughs> if something. she if she like if she like pumps forward with her body weight, it'll it'll engage the engine. Oh maybe. Yeah, I don't we know. see her we see her kind of stand on the glider for a couple moments. So I don't know. So we get as as we, as this glider like moves into flight and she starts maneuvering, we get a pretty good look at it. And it's yeah. It's as cool as it ever is. It's awesome. It's mm-hmm. so cool looking. It's the coolest glider. So we see like on the on the bottom it has like other handles. Yeah, because we see her oh, use yeah, those yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is, we see Which like is probably her. the cooler way to get it going. Yeah. <laughs> and she does it with those handles. Like that that looks pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. when she's like hanging off the bottom. Yeah. We see control flaps on the winds mm-hmm. on the wings rather. Stabilizing fins. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So is this, I mean, if this is, you know, one of the beginning times you'll see a lot of flight through Studio Ghibli movies. You know, this yeah. is like mm-hmm. one of the first instances of, it's like, oh, the romanticism of flight. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, All the way to the wind rises. Yeah, yeah. the wind rises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big theme. That why, movie. <laughs> why so obsessed with flight and like unconventional flight? In particular, because this is not a conventional flying no. apparatus. Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, it's just something about it's romantic. It's fancy. It's like a flight of fancy, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's one of the reasons. Like, there's a reason flight is is the word is in that phrase. It's right. a very I don't know. It's dreamlike. It's yeah. It's I think the so the movie that I think of that would probably have like the actual thesis statement for it would be Kiki's delivery service. Yes. I think she talks about like what it's like to fly um, yeah, and, and, and the motivation you have to have. Cause she doesn't it, like, it, isn't she unable to fly for a little bit in that? Yeah. yeah it's like right. after she gets like this fever, she's like, I can't do anything anymore. Um, so I would have to watch that to really get the sense of like, I bet that's where the thesis statement about like yeah. and why her, they love flying so much. Yeah. And her love interest is like super into flight and aviation. Yeah. Flight like, is like actually presented as a problem yeah. in that movie. Right. Because her, uh, yeah, her love interest or whatever is he's trying to fly. He's trying to figure out how flying works and how he can yeah. fly. And of course the whole, the whole dirigible scene, that's a problem. Of flight, yeah. and then she has a has the whole struggle with it as well. Mm-hmm. The whole like Spider Man two uh, <laughs> sequence where she uses her powers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Really, those two movies are really a pair. Yeah, should always be just, seen together. Just line them oh up. Oh my but... gosh. Okay. <laughs> Same movie, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so then we see the chocobos again. Yeah, chocobo. The 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 bird mounts. So these are called horse claws in the manga. That's the name for them in this world. What? <laughs> horse claws? That, horse doesn't, that claws. doesn't mean anything. Well, horses, horses don't have claws. Have, yeah, well, these do. Well, well, they yeah, but they're, also, they're only two-legged. Like, they're more like ostriches. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. we talked about, in an earlier minute, we talked about how these things could have arisen yeah. through normal or artificial selection or something. Yeah. So in the manga, it's uh, it's spelled out pretty clearly that they're a result of genetic engineering. Oh, okay. Okay. So. What did what did they engineer exactly? Did they mix a horse with a bird to get uh, the name th- horse they claw? That they didn't get that far. Okay, they're just saying they they are the product so, of genetic my, engineering. My personal <laughs> yeah. theory about why they engineered birds rather than you know just sticking with horses It's because they're so obsessed with flight. <laughs> Well, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> but they're flightless birds. <laughs> oh, true. Flightless. 
It's like, we so can sad. fly and you can't, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, we're it's the like ones a, that are going to fly now. It's like a so dominance. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my, my theory is that birds eat bugs. Oh, oh, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, we're and they're maybe at the, whenever they engineered this, they were already entering a world where that was dominated by bugs. So. Yeah, so birds would be natural predator. Yeah, still a power trip, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're flying, <laughs> and you're not, and also you're eating the bugs. Yeah, I I think to be honest, I think it would be pretty cool if. Maybe not through like genetic engineering, but through naturally selecting like the sturdiest ostriches. You could yeah. selectively breed ostriches into a pack animal. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. It would be pretty cool. Pretty sick. There's a good YouTube video by was it CP Gray? He talks about why certain types of civilization arose, like in the old world versus the new world, and mm-hmm. he talks a lot about the types of domestic animals yeah that are available yeah that sounds really interesting i've not seen that one of his and uh so he points out that the new world had pack animals but they weren't very tame they weren't very tractable no llamas right i think his quote is like you ever try to like herd a llama you can do it but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah. Whereas like a, a cow or something, it's pretty easy. Yeah. So they just had, uh, so I'm just wondering how hard it would be. Okay, you can build a, you can breed a sturdy ostrich. Can you tame it though? Yeah. Can you can you build mm. like a docile enough ostrich? Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting, like the history of domesticating animals and, and yeah. what happens and what kind of natural changes occur. Yeah. I've heard that foxes, when they start being domesticated across a few generations, they basically start to look more like dogs. Like they get droopy ears and their tails uh, start to look more like dog tails. Like they just naturally start looking like domesticated dogs and and less like foxes. And that's so like the dog form. That's just what you're going to get. Yeah. (laughs) When you you domesticate something of that. Like like something, something about being in nature keeps them fox like and something about bringing them out of nature starts to make them more and more dog like. Hmm. It's interesting. So the it's the the music. Yes. In, in this minute, it's very very. Uh, I found it typical kind of eighties anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the repetitive descending yeah. figure, and and then the guitar whine. And just the in the background. So still enjoyable, not as maybe not as as impressive as the the previous minutes, but but I'm digging it. Enjoy the cheese. I'm in it. It's pretty cheesy. Well, you know, they got to set you up for this action sequence. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. This That's is right. this is dramatic, tension-driven action. <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen? Something. And it definitely sets, like, the pace that, like, this is going to be fast-paced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing I really like the, uh, it seems like a very simple effect, or it looks kind of simple, but it still looks effective. The the ohm when we see the ohm move we mm-hmm. see like the different sections moving yeah. at different speeds mm-hmm. it looks kind of like it, it looks like you know you're watching an animated uh, animation but it still looks effective yeah yeah one thing that i thought was interesting with the way that the ohm s- surface like its body is painted it it has the same texture that you usually see in backgrounds um in animation yeah. like they painted one and then they, it, for, in this case, they probably used computer techniques 
to take that image and like each each little section because it's got kind of these uh, these chunks of shell yeah. the, the yeah. way its armor is built. Uh, each section is moving kind of independently, but it seems like they painted each one and then they're like, well, if we can just use the computer to kind of tuck one into the other and then stretch it back out and tuck it in and yeah. stretch it out. It's 1984. Um, I'm not sure if they were using a computer yeah. for that. Yeah. Thing. So so maybe they just painted it, again, the same way they would typically paint a background. Yeah. And then yeah. they were doing it manually, like they lined it up for the for the actual filming because its texture doesn't look like the rest of the mobile animation throughout yeah. this. Yeah, um, it's even, definitely... even, even the legs at the front yeah. don't look the same as this, this carapace. It's different. Yeah, that's a good point. They don't look like, yeah, they do look like background more than they look like cells. Yeah. But they still make it move, so it's, it's, it's kind of weird to look at it and be like, oh, that's background. But it's moving and, like, yeah. interacting <laughs> yeah. still, so it's, it's a little unnerving. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. And, like, the movement of the ohm is kind of caterpillar or worm-like, where, like, you're stretching something out and then pulling yeah. it so back that's in. A good, that is my next question like how does the ohm, the ohm move so we can see these legs at the front yeah but then like you just pointed out it's kind of like a caterpillar motion so so i'm those... guessing the the legs are you know um coordinating with different sections of the body so it's still doing kind mm. of a caterpillar thing but yeah, these maybe. legs out front are maybe sort of feeling the ground and coordinating that with other legs under each mm-hmm. section yeah or maybe caterpillars like an, have legs yeah like an extra pull towards mm-hmm. Like, which direction it's going. Because, I mean, even though it seems to have a caterpillar motion, like, the speed is consistent the whole whole time. It doesn't yeah. actually seem to, like, get closer and then kind of fall behind and then get closer and fall behind and get closer yeah. and fall behind during the chase. It seems to be moving at a consistent pace. Yeah, that's one of the things that makes that kind of caterpillar motion kind of a little bit weird or feel weird yeah. because it's kind of a little bit out of sync with the smooth overall progress yeah mm-hmm. the i've got to say the uh, the legs up at the front as it just kind of is consuming ground yeah as it walks like it's really unsettling to yeah. see those legs just coming forward yeah. I, yeah, that... I like every time i see it, i'm just like Ugh. like it definitely freaked me out as a kid because i was i hated bugs as a kid and i still do to this day yeah but <laughs> just like seeing that might have probably put me off from like just like enjoying the movie because like Mm -hmm. it's very insect based like bugs are a big part of the plot and the story so i think that might have put me off a little as a kid and that's why i didn't enjoy it as much as like maybe my neighbor totoro or kiki's livery service yeah it's harder it's yeah it's (laughs) it's definitely harder to empathize with an ohm rather than totoro yeah (laughs) (laughs) than a big teddy bear yeah yeah and it's just like, it looks like it's coming for you. Like every yeah. time it sticks one of those legs yeah. out, it's like, it's going to get me. Oh, yeah. it's going to get me. Yeah. And I think it's it's in this minute that we see her like kind of fly through debris, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's and she really kind of impressive. Like, and her legs kind of like fall out a little, but she's still on it. She's got it. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things you see the, the you know, the peaceful scenes that we'd seen, we talked about earlier. And then, but once you get action... There's so much stuff moving and yeah. kind of barely missing our protagonists. Like when you when you get into the middle of the action, yeah. the screen is full with the uh, danger. Yeah, danger zone. <laughs> She's riding straight into it. Yeah. Also, like when the ohm like breaks out of the trees, the trees 
fall apart into small bits very easily. So like that kind of tells me that they're brittle. Are they are they supposed to be like tree trees or are they like fungi trees? I have the mushigo palms. The mushigo palm trees. Because <laughs> the way it breaks apart makes me think it's not like wood. Yeah. It seems to break apart more like a fungus. Yeah, it seems like it's softer, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it chunks rather than splinters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it like turns in, I'd, it's like so brittle that it might turn into like a powder huh. or something. Yeah. Do you think the edge of the forest is a little bit more, when you say it's brittle, do you think it's brittle because it's dead? Mm. Like the edge of the forest is a little bit less, like what if something was like fully alive or, or kind of younger, would it be harder to break apart, do you think? Or, mm. or, or maybe it's just so big, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're a little more brittle because they're, they're out, they're more outside of the forest. So like maybe stuff inside the forest is a little more Protected. stable. And protected, yeah. Within its natural Mm. miasma environment. Yeah. That makes sense. I I would guess that the edges of the forest are a little little more susceptible to damage. It's desert, too. Yeah. We see the edge of the forest is outside Mm -hmm. of the forest desert, so maybe there's just less moisture. Yeah. Which is really important for fungi. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. I support that theory. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Makes sense. I'll buy it. Okay. Any other notes for uh, minute 10? She leaves the shell a lot. Which like I understand, like she like drops it off somewhere and she like and she she needs to go it. back to get oh, the, the, the yeah the lens. she needs to oh, go the, the, lens. the eye yeah, yeah the eye and I'm just mm-hmm. yeah she'll have to go back for that yeah she has to go back for that all the time and I'm like what okay because I feel like like after this action scene me I'd like just give up I'd be like I don't I'm tired I'll just <laughs> bring just... everyone back here later I'm not gonna bring this sample yeah I'm not gonna go back and like bring this one shell but, but if you, you really like flying it. maybe yeah. you just want every excuse to get back on that glider yeah maybe yeah but she doesn't we don't see her get it back though later we don't does she give it to she gives it to yupa in the movie yeah in the movie yeah okay so she doesn't like go back to the village and then go back but she... no she's... she's not that far away th- yeah from it then huh i wonder but just we never see her go back after this scene to get it Okay. You just have to assume that she did because she has yeah. it later. Yeah. Yeah. You think she flew back to get it or she just walked? I think she, oh, she flew she, back. She definitely yeah. flew. Yeah, like, she flew yeah. back. If I had that glider. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, oh, uh, I need to like go check the mail. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to get on my glider <laughs> from my front door to the mailbox real quick. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. And yeah. like when she like comes back to like greet this mysterious figure we don't know yet, she's on her glider. And does she have the in canopy i think she the, has the, the lens the lens with so her. she like finishes off with the ohm goes and grabs the canopy and then meets up with the person she just yeah saved. okay All well right. that's that's next week i'll let you guys talk about that next yeah week. <laughs> <laughs> right what a little head all right any other notes no a minute 10? no no well thanks andrew for joining us yeah, uh, this you. week have I, other... i've been happy to to join you any other parting thoughts? Please have me back again for some of the other Studio Ghibli films. <laughs> I, I am especially partial to Porco Rosso. Oh, oh, I haven't even thought about Porco Rosso. That's another. I love, I love that Crimson Pig. I don't think another I've ever one seen one where flight Porco figures Rosso. pretty prominently. I have a number of nephews who really enjoy plane movies. And so Ooh. there was uh, more than one weekend where it was just kind of a, a, a constant cycle of planes and porco rosso back to back so i've seen a lot of porco rosso and uh, it, it's pretty great it's yeah pretty, yeah it's pretty good yeah that's an overlooked one 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. We definitely will. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And that'll do it for a minute 10 of Nazca. Nazca, the Valley of the Wind on Ghibli Minute. Yep.